This digital media contains two related episodes. First is remembered to be redeemed, from Parashat Vayera, Hebrew for And I Appeared. Following closely is Midwife Egypt, an earlier advertised topic about the role and place of Egypt in the heavenly plan. Enjoy listening. Assembly of Yahweh Natsreah. One flock, one foundation, the way. Presence. Remember to be redeemed. Vyara, and I appeared. 21 01 2023. 28th of the 10th moon, 5783. Torah, Exodus 6 27 7. Half era, Ezekiel 28 25, 29 21. Welcome to Parashat Vyara, which means, and I appeared. This is the 14th reading in the yearly cycle of Torah and Haftarah portions. In this episode, I shall leave out the seven-segment Aliyah and speak on the most important detail that has caught my attention from a spiritual point of view. Please take note, for your personal readings, these are the divisions. Number 1. Exodus chapter 6 verse 2 to verse 5. Number 2. Exodus chapter 6 verse 6 to verse 9. Number 3. Exodus chapter 6 verse 10 to verse 13. Number 4. Exodus chapter 6 verse 14 to verse 19. Number 5. Exodus chapter 6 verse 20 to verse 25. Number 6. Exodus chapter 6 verse 26 to verse 28. Number 7. Exodus chapter 6 verse 29 to chapter 7 verse 7. Moftir portion. Exodus chapter 7 verse 5 to verse 7. And. Haftorah. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 25 to chapter 29 from verse 1 to verse 21. Now to the main course for this week, which is about the theme remembered to be redeemed. Beginning to read what the Mighty One said to Moses, from Exodus chapter 6 verse 5 to verse 8, And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm, and with great judgments, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a mighty one, and you shall know that I am Yahweh your mighty one, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land, concerning that which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it you for a heritage, I am Yahweh. End of quote. As you have just heard, the Mighty One remembered the covenant he made with Abraham that you may read about in the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 13 to verse 14, and he said to Abram, Know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years, and also, that nation, whom they shall serve, will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. End of quote. The kind of remembrance for redemption that you have just heard about is the good kind. There is another kind of remembrance for redemption that is not as good as the one above. The kind of remembrance for redemption the Mighty One is about to give the children of Israel, and to bring them into the land of the promise, is the type that Samson the strongman wanted. If you remember Samson, 
he was born a Nazi right which is a special condition for a person or people for a limited time, Numbers chapter 6 verse 2. In Samson's case, he would be so for all of his life. He was not to cut his hair and was forbidden from doing some other things which you may learn about when the episode Nazarene not Nazi right airs. Well, Samson got married to a Philistine woman by name Delilah. She was bribed by the Philistine princes to find out by all means what made Samson so strong. If they were able to identify the source of his strength, they would arrange a method to capture him as he had troubled them so much. After leading her down several false paths, Samson finally revealed the source of his strength was in his uncut hair which she cut and then tied him down with ropes and calling on his attackers, Samson was captured, he was blinded in both eyes, put in prison and brought out occasionally to be made fun of in public. Not so fun fact, Samson loved another Philistine woman who also betrayed him as you may read in the book of Judges chapter 14 verse 1 to verse 18. Samson has now been turned into a source of amusement for the Philistines and needed redemption. He wanted to be remembered and now his hair was growing back again. This is what he did. Judges chapter 16 verse 13 to verse 30. And Delilah said unto Samson, Until now you have mocked me, and told me lies, tell me how you can be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web. And she fastened it with the pin, and said to him, The Philistines be on you, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep, and went away with the pin of the beam, and with the web. And she said to him, How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times, and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, so that his being was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart, and said to her, There has not come a razor on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to the Mighty One from my mother's womb, if I shave, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak, and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the princes of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the princes of the Philistines came up to her, and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be on you, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep, and said, I will go out as at other times before, and shake myself. And he knew not that Yahweh was departed from him. But the Philistines took him, and put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza, and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaved. Then the princes of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon their mighty one, and to rejoice, for they said, Our mighty one has delivered Samson our enemy into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their mighty one, for they said, Our mighty one has delivered into our hands our enemy, and the destroyer of our country, who killed many of us. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport, 
and they set him between the pillars. And Samson said to the lad that held him by the hand, Help me that I may feel the pillars where the house stands on, that I may lean on them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the princes of the Philistines were there, and there were on the roof about three thousand men and women, that looked while Samson made sport. And Samson called to Yahweh, and said, O sovereign Yahweh, remember me, I pray you, and strengthen me, I pray you, only this once, O mighty one, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars on which the house stood, and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand, and of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell on the princes, and on all the people that were in it. So, the dead whom he killed at his death were more than they which he killed in his life. End of quote. That was how Samson was remembered and redeemed in his time. However, there is an even better remembrance for redemption which you will soon hear about. This is the kind of remembrance every person should look for because it means that your name is written in the book of life which is also called the book of remembrance in Malachi chapter 3 verse 16, Then they that feared Yahweh spoke often one to another, and Yahweh listened, and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yahweh, and that thought on his name. Having heard that the fear of Yahweh and thinking on his name will put your name in the book of remembrance, let us listen to how one of two criminals that was crucified with the son of Yahweh, Yahashua Messiah was remembered for redemption. In the book of Luke chapter 23 verse 39 to verse 43, the record states that, And one of the criminals which were crucified criticized him, saying, If you be the Messiah, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear the mighty one, seeing you are in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to Yahashua, Master, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Yahashua said to him, In truth I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. End of quote. And so, I come to the end of this episode with the prayer in hope for you and your loved ones that you will be remembered to be redeemed into life eternal through Yahashua Messiah. My name is Orlerly Erihadite Micaiah. Keep listening to hear the featured episode, Midwife Egypt, starting now. Midwife Egypt. Now, listen to the featured episode. Assembly of Yahweh Natsrayah. One flock, one foundation, the way. Presence. Midwife Egypt. Welcome to the featured episode, Midwife Egypt. Did you know the Mighty One has lovely plans for Egypt? I bet that may sound surprising after all the stories you have may have read and heard about how Egypt was punished and disgraced by the power of the Mighty One when he was bringing out the children of Israel from under Egyptian dominion? Very true. However, that is part of the grand plan to bring Egypt closer to him as you will hear from none other than the well-known and respected prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 18 to verse 25. In that day shall five cities in the land of Egypt speak the language of Canaan, and swear to Yahweh of hosts, one shall be called, the city of destruction. In that day shall there be an altar to Yahweh in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to Yahweh. 
and it shall be for a sign and for a witness unto Yahweh of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they shall cry unto Yahweh because of the oppressors, and he shall send them a savior, and a great one, and he shall deliver them. And Yahweh shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know Yahweh in that day, and shall do sacrifice and oblation, yea, they shall vow a vow unto Yahweh, and perform it. And Yahweh shall smite Egypt, he shall smite and heal it, and they shall return even to Yahweh, and he shall be intreated of them, and shall heal them. In that day shall there be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian shall come into Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land, whom Yahweh of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel mine inheritance. End of quote. The Great Love of Yahweh As you have just heard Israel, Egypt, and even Assyria will be a blessing because of the manifestation of the Great Love of Yahweh for all peoples. If you have been following the stories in the Bible, you will remember that Yahweh told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 and verse 3, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you, and in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. End of quote. Abram in Egypt. It is this blessing to all the families of the earth that has been fulfilled with the bringing in of Egypt into the sheepfold of the Mighty One. This relationship between Israel and Egypt did not just begin at the end of days. It started way back with Abraham, while he was still known as Abram. As there was a famine in the land, he went down into Egypt. In this manner, Egypt acted as a midwife to keep Abram in the game, in those times of scarcity even as it would also be the source of provision when Jacob and his sons were faced with want from famine while in Canaan. As a matter of fact, while Abram was in Egypt, Pharaoh's household suffered different plagues from the Mighty One, because Pharaoh had taken Sarai with the intention of making her his wife. In the same way the latter children of Israel would be evicted from Egypt on account of the plagues the Mighty One visited Egypt with, Abram was evicted from Egypt. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 10 to verse 20. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to stay there, for the famine was critical in the land. And it came to pass, when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said to Sarai his wife, See now, I know that you are a fair woman to look upon, therefore, it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see you, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save you alive. Say, I pray you, you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and my being shall live because of you. And it came to pass, that, when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her, and commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep, and oxen, and he asses, and menservants, and maidservants, and she asses, and camels. And Yahweh plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram, and said, What is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, 
she is my sister. So I might have taken her to me to wife, now therefore see your wife, take her, and go your way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away, and his wife, and all that he had. End of quote. Now that fault came from Abram because he was afraid. However, the Mighty One protected the integrity of his wife Sarai and Pharaoh did not have any relations with her. Well, in later times, the descendants of Abraham also went down to stay in Egypt by invitation of Pharaoh so that they would be provided for and lack for nothing when a famine afflicted the world. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 16 to verse 23. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come, and it pleased Pharaoh well, and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brethren, This is what you should do, load your beasts, and go, get you to the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households, and come to me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, this is what you should do, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, and for your wives, and bring your father, and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons, according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provision for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver, and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, and ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. End of quote. Acts chapter 7 verse 11 to verse 17. Now there came a famine over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And at the second time Joseph was made known to his brethren, and Joseph's kindred was made known unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph, and called his father Jacob to him, and all his kindred, threescore, and fifteen beings. So Jacob went down into Egypt, and died, he, and our fathers, and were carried over into Shechem, and laid in the sepulcher that Abraham bought for a sum of money of the sons of Hammer the father of Shechem. But when the time of the promise drew near, which the Mighty One had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt. Messiah Yahashua in Egypt. Last and certainly not the list in this episode, midwife Egypt, the most important person, the man Yahashua, through whom all persons may get saved and receive the gift of eternal life, also had to go into Egypt to be saved from King Herod's attempt to kill him. This shows how important Egypt is to the Mighty One and the great love he has showed in uniting the destinies of Egypt with Israel. Once again, Egypt acts as a midwife. Listen to this escape plan as recorded in the book of Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 15. Now when Yahashua was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, see, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Messiah should be born. 
And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem Ephrata, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor, that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and, lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Miriam his mother, and fell down, and worshipped him, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the Malik of Yahweh appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of Yahweh by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. End of quote. My name is Orlerly Erehadite Micaiah, and by the power of the Spirit of the Mighty One, through Yahashua Messiah sharing with you things about the way of Yahweh which I follow. Each episode of the Assembly of Yahweh Natsreya podcast will offer opportunities to learn from the scripture and connect with the original sense and purpose practiced by the earliest followers of Yahashua Messiah since around year 30 in our common era, on the delightsomely beautiful narrow and difficult way, the Sovereign's Highway, that leads to eternal life. Thank you for listening. This digital media is produced by DM10 Enterprise, for Assembly of Yahweh Natsreya.